0: Well, I guess we better f- figure out something to talk about, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, lots of stuff going on. I mean, Bernie just won in Nevada. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I he did. Uh, you know, the Bernie Bro thing still going strong, uh, still fighting that online war. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> Seattle PD, uh, the oh, cop yeah, that, that uh, convinced that guy to kill himself is still just hanging out. Very uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Showing up in the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, Greg, what are you, uh, what you looking at over there?
3: That's right. It's a Katie episode. No!
2: <laughs> <laughs> so really make me okay,
0: we're back, and we're talking Herzog, and we have... A democratically elected, this is very important, colonel of the Sticker Brigade, <laughs> M. Lockhart. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, the, the colonel
3: is here. Um, democratically elected. The democratically yes. elected colonel for life is here <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. uh, under uh, an assumed name, uh, M. Lockhart, uh, codename... Colonel M Lockhart. <laughs> but,
4: uh,
2: yeah, aka
4: uh, Bernadette Waters. Ooh, yeah. AKA uh Switchyfoot. Depends, <laughs> on, <laughs> a, depends <laughs> on what time <laughs> zone <laughs> and yeah. what, what particular mission. I
1: think I'm going with Switchyfoot. Uh, It's rare to have a blessed troop on the boat with us, so we're very happy about that.
3: Thank you for your service. (laughs) We support you. (laughs) Never forget. (laughs) Yeah, um, thank you so much for coming, Em. Yeah, really excited to have among us uh, someone who has, you know, put in the time in the trenches, been there on the front lines in the war against um Seattle progressive liberal leftist columnist uh Katie Herzog um yeah tell us a little bit about that
4: Yeah Katie Herzog she sucks
3: uh,
4: <laughs> she, wow she's a big she's a big dummy yeah. um yeah Katie Herzog yeah uh, me and uh uh me and some some people have been... The brigade. Um, the, the brigade. Seattle
3: Sticker Brigade. Seattle Sticker
4: Brigade. Like me and the troops, we've been um, making stickers and uh, p- putting stickers on stranger boxes throughout the town <laughs> <laughs> and also silk screening uh, on those said stranger boxes and having them being torn down only to be reinstalled the next day. Um, it's a lot of work, but you know, it's... Um, for a god country, so. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and um, whatever do these stickers say?
4: Well, so the stickers say, um, at the top, say that uh, Katie Herzog is a transphobe.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs>
4: and that's actually something that I feel is consistent. I think that's like a good branding, like, it's like I don't know, like motto, I guess. Because I will I will admit, like, um, I am, I didn't, there are these stickers that exist on Capitol Hill that say, Katie Herzog in parentheses, stranger staff writer is a transphobe. And I didn't do that. Like, we didn't, we had nothing to do with that. But I heard enough um, of people on the internet talking about there should, whoever making these stickers should make more stickers. And we just took it upon ourselves to just start making stickers and um, just chose to put them on stranger boxes because we figured, Um, The people who read The Stranger Should Know. I feel like it's, you know, I think we're doing like a service to our city, especially people who claim that they are against any sort of transphobia or any phobias involving marginalized people.
3: Yeah, and Seattle progressives. Yeah, Seattle progressives, you know.
4: (laughs) Dan Savage. (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
3: Um that well, you basically just described our beat um on this podcast, which is yeah, uh exploring exactly what this uh Seattle progressive thing even is and what it means and the, the dark underbelly of it. And one one of those uh dark underbellies is Katie Herzog. Perhaps um the darkest.
0: <laughs> so
3: um now you said you heard our last Katie episode, right? Yes. Um, That was, what, that was, like, November when, and that one was about um, the... (laughs) The binary. Yes. uh, That was her absolutely fucking brain-dead post on... uh, It was when Washington uh, changed uh the ids to allow an x for uh you know gender non-conforming people to have something besides the m and the f to put on their license yeah Um, yeah.
4: self-identified gender markers yeah
3: yeah and she had a take from earlier in in the summer um about when new hampshire uh had done the same thing that was absolutely fucking uh just so fucking brain dead um So easy to tear apart. And I think we had a lot of fun tearing them. But we've, you know, we've been, Katie Herzog has been on our radar for a while. Um,
0: I think the first episode you and I did together.
3: (laughs) Yeah, just alone, just the two of us. Yeah, Katie Herzog uh, eats her shoe. Katie Herzog eats her shoe, where (laughs) we talked about her bizarre defense of Jordan Peterson. Peterson. Um, And that sort of leads you to understand, like, why she is so on our radar. Um, It's because she does really you know, perfectly represent this whole, this idea of this Seattle liberal that is actually very, like, un an un- unexamined sort of conservative worldview that, yeah. yeah, it's essentially right-wing. And you can see that in there where she, you know, weirdly and pointly pointlessly defends this, uh, you know, reactionary, um, all in the name of, like, Free speech and asking questions. She's always just asking questions, you know. Um, or and Alex
1: Jones have that in common.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, hey, we're the Alex Jones of Seattle. Don't ever, don't you take that away from us. Um, we
1: still podcast shirtless,
0: unlike Alex Jones. I'm yeah. too chicken to
1: yeah. do his radio show shirtless. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Um, you know, and I, I feel like as we've sort of delved deeper into her and followed her along, you know, by the things she writes about, she always does present this frame of, like, I'm just asking questions, like, hasn't anyone thought this stuff through? Um, but it's always very lazy, and she never, really, she never really follows through with this stuff in good faith. Um, and I, But I think what we've come to find is, like, you, you can understand, like, you can guess what her YouTube algorithm is like, right? Because what are the things that are always on her radar? Uh, free speech. <laughs> mm-hmm. Political correctness campus radicals yeah. yeah being too liberal to defeat trump and just in general uh <laughs> race science uh,
4: <laughs> canceled rights wait so uh bike uh campus radicals is it like people on bmx bikes <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> or is it the,
4: like the new radicals or it's what you got was what you give
1: Uh, (laughs) Uh, I wish if only uh, when she looked up campus radicals and she had accidentally been sent to a new radicals video (laughs) so much uh, so much pain could have been avoided in the city (laughs) when you put all that together you understand that she's clearly like on a heavy diet of
3: you know right libertarian red pill podcasts uh, websites like this is what we understand and I think um, but it's what we talk about in the last one, yeah, the, where we talk, where we get, we use the sort of jumping off point, well, that she uses, um, of, you know, the self-identified
4: gender, um, marker. gender marker. Which actually recently just got done, because it was, been made very easy for me to do.
2: Oh, well, yeah. mm-hmm. hey.
4: So now it has an F on my ID now. Hey. I didn't even yeah. need, I didn't even need two doctor's notes. Hey, oh, nice. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you, yeah. but... Yeah. Well, unfortunately when it comes to changing my gender marker with on my social security card, I still need those notes. Yeah. So gatekeeping still exists.
1: Yeah. Well, and this was sort of the irony of Katie's argument, right? Which her whole thing rested on the fact that, uh, scientifically there's only two <laughs> genders or whatever, you know, the yeah. usual shit. But on this idea of like the ID is important cause that's how people are supposed to, uh, you know, identify <laughs> people or whatever, <laughs> yeah. which was this funny like anti-argument of like, well, of course if you like present as female, present as male, like it actually for the, purposes of an id it makes more way more sense you put that on there
2: than well, you know there, other,
1: like the other thing could only be explained in a political context yeah. it can't be explained in an identification <laughs> yeah. context it would be the opposite of helpful wasn't
4: there like a thing about like ambulances like needing to know what gender you <laughs> yeah, are you know, yeah or yeah something? yeah like yeah. So you can really stupid the, the, like so like there was that. a yeah. lot of Scissors really it,
1: tortured yeah. uh yeah. examples that she gave um that didn't seem to make a whole lot of sense but know. i think
3: the key though in all of it like we just had a, a a hell of a time, just ripping it all apart. Every basically every word and every sentence. But at the end of the day, like the thing you take away from these arguments that we don't need to like recapitulate is how disingenuous, how lazy and disingenuous they are. She presents these like I'm just asking questions, like have we thought through, like you know, or didn't you know the dictionary says this <laughs> thing, <laughs> as if these thoughts that are coming like out of the cloud of pot smoke in front of her in like a word bubble. Are exist in a vacuum, and that um, there isn't, first of all, you know, decades of academia and then a decade plus of Tumblr and the fucking lived experience of like an enormous number of people who are um, have asked and fucking answered these questions. And there is a framework that she could figure out, learn about, have a little fucking empathy. Um, 100%. And but she doesn't, she just. It's just these posts she fires off um, with this, these absolutely disingenuous arguments, and um, but I, you know, I want to. When I I remember when we listened back, you know, it's so we we spent so much time just tearing apart all her dumb little arguments that I don't think we necessarily actually covered in that episode, like what the essential sort of exclusion that was happening, like because I think we sort of took it for granted, but when I listened back, I realized like. You know, she's saying, um, "Blah blah blah." ID doesn't ID gender and ID sex, and sex is a biological <laughs> fact. These are all things we tore apart very easily, right?
0: Yeah, and she tore apart herself. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, god. oh
3: god. Um, but what she never brings up when she's saying all this, what she just does not engage with at all, is that this essentially, pretty clearly, ex- excludes trans people from just existing in society you know Um, that if you are saying what she's saying is uh, you know it says sex on the card so it should be uh, it should be about your genitals or whatever (laughs) Is... What a dumb
4: nerd thing to say! <laughs>
1: oh
0: yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so it's yeah. so fucking well, pedantic. Talk,
1: this is high school libertarian shit, yeah. right? You know, just know it all fucking libertarian. When well, it had
0: like eight footnotes, it was like mammals normally are binary, except for when they're not. And yeah. Like, yeah, it's yeah. not even an argument. <laughs> she
1: contradicts
3: herself constantly and hedges, but but at the end of the day, like the key thing here, the why we know, how we know, um, that she is a transphobe. Yeah, is because she said, it should, you know, people should be made basically to have, or she argued, she put, and in some places, you know, she used other voices to argue this position, She always hedges, she made it about a political argument, but, but the, the line she was putting forward was, they should say, the ID should just say male or female based on biological sex, whatever that is, without ever asking, well then, how does that affect A trans person just living in society.
4: 100%. Like, those are huge milestones in a trans person's life is like getting your name legally changed, getting your gender marker changed. And and thank God that, like, that the state is like one of the few states that has like the non binary gender marker. Because not a lot of states have that. I think it's us in Portland and or not Portland, but uh, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon yeah. You know the, the state of Portland.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, at,
3: when
4: Washington <laughs> did it, they were the 13th state. 13th. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think that's great because I think uh, a lot of like, um, uh, like a lot of non-binary people do get overlooked. Um, in these times, specifically, like, it, I think non-binary people specifically are just are. are Easy target, especially for somebody like Katie, and I think um, just like being trans itself is a is an easy target. But I think especially like within like even like the queer community, um, non-binary people can be uh, a, a very easy target and very uh, easy to to ignore and validate. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: I think that's where we concentrated mostly in that episode. But I mean, it even sort of her logic that she does not explore even really just for a trans woman or a trans man, Mm. like presents real problems. Like basically she does not explore the fact that this doesn't always give every trans woman and trans man, like the, you know, what we talked about in the episode, these things, this marker that's on your license, that's going to follow you in every part of your life, your your job and
4: whatever. And,
3: you know, it, what? What does that mean for you? So you were just yeah. saying you just got that marker change. I just well, got. How big changed. is that for you in your life?
4: It's huge. Um. Uh. It's it was something that I just did. Um, because like I I, I came out like almost four years ago, and I think the first year I got my name changed was a huge deal. Like I cried in like the courtroom. Um. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, I kind of just like you know, embarrassingly, I put off the gender marker part because I knew that you know I'd have to either get like a physician involved or I had to get like my therapist involved, and it just seemed like a lot to do. And um, once I found out how easy it was, like I was really happy that I got it done. And you know, and it's like, there is like there is systematically, there's like these things in place that like prevent trans people from, like, having something as simple as, like, their gender identity on their ID or, like, their name, like, on a social security card. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I used to think about, like, before I got my name changed, I was, like, terrified about, because I ride a bike, you know, I was terrified about the idea of, like, getting hit by a car only because, like, my tombstone would just have, like, my dead name on it. Mm -hmm. And it was just, like, it was something that, like, I needed to get done. And I, I feel that way about, like, you know, like... It may sound silly, but I feel, like, that way about the gender marker as well. Like, you know... What well, if, I, I'm sure it sounds
1: silly to Katie, but not to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, too, I mean the thing about being able to, say, control your name or your sort of gender marker on your ID, too, yeah it's a question of, like who gets recognized as sort of like a full citizen, right? I mean, yeah. it was the question of sort of like in the civil rights movement of trying to, ex- like, you know, register, like, black people to vote. The issue wasn't necessarily that it was a good person for them to vote for. It's an acknowledgement that these people are full, like, citizens or humans and deserving of rights and things. Whereas when you deny people access to, you know, on official state documentation, you can't even, like, say who you are. You, you live in a purgatory then, right? You know? Because, yeah, I mean, say you get hit you know, on your yeah. bike or whatever, and they pull out your ID and, you know, like, oh, who the fuck is this person? You know, things don't match, right? And it's like, who the fuck is this person? Yeah. you exist in, like, a weird legal purgatory. And that's a political question of whether you put people in that purgatory or not, right? Yeah, and, it's a choice. And, Katie, and Katie's avoiding that political question, right? <laughs> you know, she's making it for people, but in, like, the most, like, you know, devious sort of rat-like way possible of, like, I'm not going to actually stand fully on my two feet and say this i'm just gonna say uh i'm just asking questions what if we just put trans people in the ocean you know like that i would have put this i would put this awful idea in the air because i want to advocate for it i'm such a fucking coward i'm gonna do it under the just asking questions doing that in the
3: context not engaging with these things in the context of you know real people living their lives but also a movement of people trying to change society Mm. so that other people that more people that all people can live as themselves their lives and this idea of wanting to just be on the 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 conservative side of that the (laughs) wrong side of that Mm -hmm. not being able to see to look ahead and think like ah i see how um social changes in the past have been good things and i can look back and see that i personally have benefited from them and that that should give me some skepticism about the sort of traditional wisdom or whatever. But just no, none of that curiosity, none of that, uh, self-awareness, um, which brings us to the horror that I uncovered uh, (laughs) in, in a certain local paper this week. Um, yes, we're doing it again. Um,
0: yeah, this was more and more people identify as queer.
3: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, clear in quotations.
2: Yeah,
3: in square quotes. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, you always know. Katie usually with her headline lets you know what you're in for right <laughs> off the bat. And this one is going to be a treat.
0: I was half asleep and listening to my local NPR station Tuesday morning when I heard the following statistic come over the air Over half of Evergreen State College students, according to a report from KNKX, identify as LGBTQ had the reporter said half of evergreen's drama department is queer i might have turned over and snoozed through it but over half of the entire student body
2: <laughs> what <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, i just love
3: like this is so quintessential this is her like a peek into skinny. her into her life she's like uh as i as I rolled over to grab yeah. my bong oh, yeah. at noon <laughs> <laughs> out of bed and, and it's like this is this is where from whence her column springs right it's just whatever random things like intersected me in on my that day in yeah. me like between like showering and breakfast you know yeah. not like I heard a thing on NPR and now I'm right which is basically how all like shitty columns are written yeah. in the New York Times True. But, like yeah. but <laughs> it's just funny
0: yeah, and this hits all her. Uh, it's got all of her calling cards too, as we'll see. So, well,
1: and I, we should just point out too that like Evergreen in the state of Washington is like saying uh, nationally like Berkeley or whatever, right? Like yeah. it's it's clearly like uh, uh, those freaks over there, yeah. are kind of like you know whatever. Like mascots that's, a
4: gooey ducks. Y- yeah, yeah. That's, it, yeah, yeah, that's what you're like putting
1: in the air. You know, like it'd be like a. You know, at uh, Berkeley College. You know, was, you know, if
3: you're doing like a Rush Limbaugh oh, thing, you would be like, at is, Berkeley, is, they did that. But this, this is, is a that, Fox You could reprint Washington. this, like, with a few edits, you know. On My Northwest. Uh, yeah, on My Northwest. Because this is a Fox News grandpa better. talking about, this <laughs> yeah. is the campus radical, like, these, you know, kids on campuses, these yeah. uh, cultural Marxist professors. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. This is, you know, but whatever. All right. Let's, let's get into the media. So she here. goes
0: on, that's around 2,000 students. It was surprising enough to jolt me awake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. The po- in a
1: cold sweat, just so scared. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the population of LGBTQ people in the U.S. is expanding. That's abundantly clear. In 2018, so this is where she pretends to be a friend to the left. Yeah. In 2018, Gallup estimated that a record 4.5% of the U.S. adults count themselves as lesbian, gay, bi, trans, or queer, a slight jump from 2012, when the estimate was 3.5% of the population. That 1% jump was significant, but not a shock. Where things have really changed is among younger populations. A 2017 GLAD poll found that 20% of respondents ages 18 through 34 identify as some variation of LGBTQ. That's huge and far outnumbers any prior generation. So it's worth asking, what's going on with the youth? Like, what
2: the fuck? <laughs> what is happening?
0: Like,
4: what the fuck? Like, it should stop at, like, shouldn't it, like, be something that, like, is great that's happening? Shouldn't that, mm-hmm. Isn't that something that, like, we are, like, essentially, like, fighting for?
1: Well, well, that you would never—you <laughs> yeah, would never assume for a second that maybe just like more people were like always LGBT, right? But, like, yeah, exactly. The wasn't accepted. But it, that last paragraph, though—if you thought about it, like in a typical sort of right-wing frame—if you just replace all the LGBTQ stuff, it's—it's it's the, the exact same thing that people say about like Muslims and like towns in the Midwest, where well, they'll mm. be like, "Oh, you know," and wherever Minnesota, there was it was three percent Muslim ten years ago. Now it's three point five percent Muslim. But mm. look. Those kids, though. A lot of them are kids. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it has sort of that kind of, like, fear of it, like, that ring to it of, like, yeah. let me throw some numbers at you so you know this is a growing problem. No, <laughs> you know? Should like, also say, like... The skies are getting darker, yeah. guys. He's <laughs> yeah. scared. Like,
3: like a lot of Katie articles, you can't... Some innocent soul could read this as fairly innocuous, as just asking questions. Someone who is not, maybe, uh, doesn't have their antennas up in the same mm. way that, um, say, the trans community... Um or just cranks like us <laughs> have, you know. Um, and this is something I've heard from friends actually, who've heard us talking about mm-hmm. Katie Herzog and gone. you know, well, gosh, I, you know, I remember that um, the Detransitioner article from 2017 that everyone that got everyone's hackles up that first sort of alerted people to her transphobia or, you know, suspected, Transphobia, and yeah. but I've had people say, "Well, I read that, and I, I, it seemed very innocuous to me. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, can you talk a little bit about yeah, that?"
4: Yeah, I mean, I read it. I read it like it came out. I think probably a couple months after I came out. Like I came out like in June of um, 2016, and um, I remember around that time I had a. A very close friend who actually, like, helped me come out, who's also a trans woman, um, basically uh, yelled at me and validated my transness. And being a very newly out trans woman, it really fucked me up. And it, like, kind of, like... Uh, gave power to a lot of internalized transphobia that I'm still, like, dealing with to this day. And I remember reading that article, and I think I got passed like probably, like, two paragraphs, and I had to put it down. It was, like, very painful, because I knew that language. Yeah. And I knew where it was going. And it took, like, a lot of people, a lot of my friends online, and a lot of my friends in, in IRL, and <laughs> uh, talking about, like, how fucking gross the article was. And you know, even like people like Julie Serrano spoke about how how mm-hmm. harmful how harmful the article was, um, and uh, yeah, and I think that's best when I think you know, uh, people in the trans community and like the queer community in Seattle like really found out like who she really was and like the mask was off so to speak.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: and so just like um, that one again, so like I said, yeah, I you know. Uh, friends who read that and said you have told me now like yeah I didn't get it really but it is it's about the language and it's about having an eye that that where you pick out what is the way things are being presented and what are what's just being left out you know because yeah. this is what you know what we saw in the last one um, and that's what we're gonna see in this is yeah you know these are perfectly reasonable topics to you know write an interesting uh exploration of to actually delve into with curiosity and maybe with some sensitivity, maybe with an eye toward perspectives of people who it actually affects, you know, but yeah. that is, that's not what we get here. And hopefully with your help, uh, M, we will be able to like suss out mm-hmm. the, uh, toxicity in this particular pile of shit.
4: Yeah. I will just say that a friend that she has like this, like idiot, it's like, authority to, like,
1: (laughs) like vibe to this, like, as a homosexual. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's worth just highlighting what you you guys have both just said, which is that Katie writes in this sort of duplicitous way, which, again, we've described as the just-asking-questions sort of method, right? Where when she says something, you know, maybe uh, as, like, a normie dude walking through the world or whatever, you're not picking up necessarily what she's saying, but for somebody... Who is, you know, in the community or whatever, and is aware, it hits your ear a lot differently. You, yeah. you, you're hearing the like notes of, you know, bullshit that's kind of running through. And it is important to note that, yeah, as Katie would tell you herself, right you know, she's like part of the LGBTQ community. So she's aware. Yeah. She's not the normie dude walking in the world. who's just mindlessly oblivious. Right. Yeah, this dude she's is... aware what she's doing. Right. Yeah. And it's done in such a way that uh, it gives her plausible deniability, but that just only makes it grosser. Like what she's doing.
3: Yeah. Like. It's, she's not a 55 year old New Yorker man writing for time magazine in 1995. Okay. <laughs> like, do you have something Despite in particular all appearance i mean like she if she had any fucking curiosity or the inclination sure. she could be talking about these things in a way that brought people into the conversation sure but let's let's go on let's, yeah, let's I w- see where we're talking i would about quickly here. add
0: Conversely, I think this also works as a dog whistle to the people that eat the transphobia yes. up. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's doing, oh, yeah. it's doing both. It's it violence well. yeah. and it's uh, courting mm-hmm. yeah, those people. So she continues. She's still kind of our friend here, still pretending to care. The obvious answer is that as society has become more tolerant of sexual minorities, the number of people willing to come out has increased. This makes intuitive sense the movement for
2: gay rights <laughs> that's so Katie. oh my god the best kind of g- sense
0: <laughs>
3: my brain is tingling she she starts at the obvious answer meaning the I, the thing that just occurs to me now and yep. i'm just going to then it just the thing i'm thinking makes intuitive sense <laughs> <laughs> which it makes it worthy of writing about for some
0: reason I've, i guess so the movement of, uh, the movement for gay rights has been remarkably effective only 35 years ago nearly 60% of americans thought that same sex relationships Not marriage, just dating, should be illegal. By 2019, that number had fallen to just over a quarter. At the same time, acceptance of same-sex marriage has risen from 27% in 1997 to 63% in 2019. The closet doesn't exist for many young people today. They don't need to come out because they were never in it in the first place. That's progress, and it's something to celebrate, But... Before
3: we even get to the classic Katie (laughs) But Notice, like, this sum-up does... Again, you know, because we are cranks who are listening for what is being left out here, um, the politics are completely left out of this. And there's no discussion here of movements that uh, worked to do this. People made decisions about how they wanted to live, how they wanted to see other people live, how they wanted their society to be. They made moral decisions, and they acted them out in the world in their own life and then in activism, in the fucking streets. And they did it for decades. And that is, uh, so, but she just cites, that's progress (laughs) as if this is, and this is this very Seattle progressive, like, uh, you know, classic idea of like just, as we move toward the moral the future, arc of the universe, and she's like, yeah. I can admit it,
4: y'all. It's progress. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly.
4: <laughs> we're progressing, y'all. Well, uh. So
3: far, we're just talking about well, yeah. the historical yeah. gay rights movement, which from which she has benefited as a uh, lesbian woman. Uh, so now, you know, she has those associated rights. She can yeah. even get married if she wants to. But Greg,
1: we're not. We're missing but this. yeah. But she's benefited, so yeah, therefore yeah, yeah. it's done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no need to go any now, further. Everything. That's it. Yeah, I game, got mine. Game
3: over. Yeah. Like yeah. now comes the butt, and this she just <laughs> summed up everything that she doesn't understand the politics of, that she has benefited from, that allows mm-hmm. her to live her life in this otherwise fucking fascist society, because she is also rich, um, allows her to live, you know, this mm-hmm. life that she wants to live, and good for her.
0: But. But I don't think that tells the whole picture. Hell yeah. It's not just that more people are coming out as gay, lesbian, bi, or trans. It's that the definition of queer, in quotes, has expanded to include basically anyone who has anything other than penis and vagina, missionary position, sex. So I don't think it's that hard. (laughs) Even if you are, even if you're not super...
2: You know, even if you're not
3: super attuned here, I think you can pick up that she's saying that she's against this. Okay, she is skeptical of this. So let's think about what she's skeptical of. The definition of queer is expanding. A Mm -hmm. cultural idea (laughs) is changing (laughs) for the better. Expanding to allow more people to live in a way they want to live. Like just or let's just whatever. Forget the content. A cultural concept is changing. And again, we come back to the, the exact location of the butt there. And mm-hmm. it's exactly after she got hurt. <laughs> 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 Fucking incredible.
0: Uh, yeah, she's special. Queer, again in scare quotes, has become less and less a descriptor of who you sleep with than a way of signaling one's political ideology. Ooh,
3: oh. virtue Uh-oh. signaling. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Um, th- There's not nothing to that, but... The problem is the problem she has with it, but we'll get into that later because she goes back into the politics of it um, much later at the end of
0: the piece as sophie st thomas doesn't sound like a real person but wrote last year in cosmo yes that cosmo which no like way. which <laughs> not which, <laughs> that one <laughs> which like like nearly every mainstream mainstream media organization has moved to the left on social issues the vagueness of the term is intentional queers an identity created for anyone outside of the heterosexual norm and meant to be inclusive and create a sense of acceptance it's perhaps ironic then that actual homosexuals are sometimes left out of this inclusive definition.
2: Whoa.
3: For Fuck instance. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Sounds pretty fucking reasonable. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. 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 Uh, basically. Way to go, Cosmo. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Sounds good, even. Talk about
1: <laughs> Cosmopolitan magazine?
3: Okay. <laughs> well, that is an important idea, I think. And it's in, in because in this new paradigm that Katie fails to be able to grasp and has such fucking anxiety about where people are able to, you know, live their lives in these new ways that people were not able to before as the gender they want to, uh, in, and sexuality, they want to straightness becomes a narrower and narrower and frankly, fucking unlikely proposition in the first place, okay? So, you kinda need something outside of that. And that seems to be what, you know, Cosmo here is identifying as queerness. Okay, let's let's go on and hear the next one. Okay, so,
0: <clears throat> again, remember, this is ironic because homosexuals are sometimes left out. For instance, Mayor Pete, whom Masha Gessen and other queer writers have deemed insufficiently queer because he wears khakis and because the only man he slept with is his husband. Yeah, that's the only problem
3: with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, well, to be clear, I don't know what those particular writers said, but I think, you know, I, I'm not here to entertain the, like, Pete's not gay shit or whatever. Yeah, no, but, yeah, that's no. nonsense. Yeah, but, complete nonsense. You know, I think, lo- I know that queer thinkers do have a, there is out there, which, of course, Katie's not going to engage with at all, a critique of uh, assimilation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that
0: is valid, which we've talked about with Doctor yeah. Kevin. Yes, yeah,
1: and I'm I'm sure if you're to look into that critique of Pete Buttigieg, some issues of him being like you know probably in the CIA and stuff like that probably came. I imagine there's a little more to that critique, but yeah, I mean the stuff that we talked about with Doctor Kevin is important, and I think one of the things uh, that he had discussed too. Was there was always this tension in the sort of gay rights movement between you know sort of more radical left and a, you know quite frankly like white upper middle class portion that really just wanted to be like okay in their jobs, and uh, you know for Katie you know the whole uh, you know X amount of people accept gay marriage or whatever. For her, I imagine that she's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's, you know, me and my partner or whatever. We can achieve a level of, you know, like, you know, heteronormacy or whatever through, like, marriage or whatever. So this idea of, like, a queer identity that maybe rejects those, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. particular, like, structures, she feels threatened by, right? Because yeah. I was, I get the door open for me to walk through, and <laughs> yeah. now you guys are trying to fuck up the building where you know, yeah, like, so Like, palace, like right? Katie
4: and Peter are both cis and both white, mm-hmm. and they, um they don't have to, like, deal with, like, what, like, people of color within the queer community have to deal with. Um, And it's, they're queer, or they're gay out of, like, and they'll bring up their gayness out of convenience. Mm. Um, Like, Pete will use it as, like, a way to, like, make himself more appealing. And, like, Katie uh, uses it, apparently, to write articles like this. Um, But it's purely, like only just, like, a way to just, like, validate any garbage that she spews about this subject specifically.
1: Yeah, one is people who, you know, because, you know, Katie, like, White and fairly well off, and I think Washington, right, and because Mayor Pete, like, has never, you know, he's never gonna suffer for anything in his life or whatever. I I think they buy into the sort of... I mean, this is classic reactionary shit. They buy into the current status quo because they're currently benefiting from it. And the idea that other people who haven't historically benefited from that might say, well, I don't want to be let into the status quo. I just want it to change, right? You know, I want to like change fundamentally. They all of a sudden become the threat, right? Uh, And
3: and this is a... Political critique. Yeah, this isn't a an aesthetic or a personal thing. I've, people with this, you know, critique of gay assimilation do not like necessarily resent Pete for being a dork. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's that that it's that exactly where that butt landed. It's mm-hmm. that um, with you know uh, the Supreme Court legalizing gay marriage, uh, a certain kind of. Uh, assimilationist homosexuality became okay in the middle class uh, in all of its modes like is now part of you know that status quo and
4: and then we can stop there
3: you know yeah. but like That's Pete, the critique.
4: Al- Pete also uses his uh his homosexuality to be racist so yeah yeah,
1: yeah it becomes yeah. this uh it, you know excuse you know for his you know reactionary behaviors or whatever uh you know a way to to claim like, oh, I didn't like fire the, the one like black cop in
2: South Bend <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: because I'm racist. I mean, you know, uh, how could it be racist, All right? You know, it gives like a little shield to hide behind. But you know, outside of used it for that, like, you know, I don't know that mayor Pete's too interested in like, you know, challenge against that, challenging the you know gender dynamic status quo in any way, right? Because again, he's currently benefiting from the status quo, it is this? So not
3: as much you know. as he'd like.
1: Not as much yeah. as he, yeah, not as much as he'd like after Nevada, that's for sure. But like, uh, I think a lot of these people inherently understand. Like, Katie inherently understands that if elements of this world changed, where she had to actually compete with people on an even footing, like say for I don't know publishing space, yeah. uh, <laughs> that she would not be the winner in that. Right? Like, yeah. I think in some level she understands she's a fairly mediocre you know, person, (laughs) you know, so I I don't think that she's too interested in opening up the
0: ranks. (laughs) So now, now we get to go maybe into a definition here. What does it mean? Really? This term scare quotes, queer started out as a descriptor, then a slur, then was reclaimed by gay, bi and trans people. And now it's evolved into near meaninglessness.
3: Which is the highest crime for Katie? Right. Like, yeah. I can't look this up in the dictionary and get <laughs> yeah. like a <laughs> solid like, like answer from God. You know, yeah. her only God being Webster's
0: dictionary. Yeah, being it's a textualist. Her,
1: yeah, it took an extra thirty minutes to get this article started because she couldn't begin with Webster's dictionary. So. <laughs>
0: queer now includes straight men who like to get pegged by their girlfriends so yeah now the grievances come yeah. kinky people poly people people who don't have sex at all asexuals people who only have sex with those they are emotionally attracted to demisexuals people who only have sex with those that are that they are intellectual. The length of this to. list Sabio is part sexual. of the grievance. This is a, well, oh, yeah, this I don't, is a dog I don't whistle. think
4: sapiosexuals is a part of being queer. Let yeah. me just say that right. Well, also, no, well, she well, throws though, in some just,
1: yeah. yeah she, some, she just went on to Tinder and found like a yeah. bunch of like words that she didn't like and just threw them on the list. That's right. <laughs> also, <laughs> just
3: you know, otherwise straight, kinky people, the the woman who pegs her husband. Mm-hmm. I am gonna guess that a that not many people um <laughs> think of that as queer in the queer community. I'm just yeah. gonna go out on a limb and say that, but of course she's throwing this in here.
1: Nor is it a, uh, let's just say recognizable or in the open social category.
2: Like,
1: that's not a dude's getting pegged lobby. Right. Like, <laughs> <this is just laughs> a, I should clarify. a thing you do in your life. It's not a political statement.
2: You know? Yeah, and I should clarify
3: <laughs> I, that I, for the, just for those specific reasons. I don't think, like, yeah. that that alone is why, because, but again, she does not interrogate the actual reasons and we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And the entire and ever-expanding non-binary family, which the last time I looked included dozens of subsets. There's a link. Like agender, agender flux, and androgyne, uh, sorry, aporigender, bigender, butch, demiboy, demigender, and demigirl. And that's just the first few letters under the NB umbrella. Queer is so expansive that it can include nearly everyone, including people who are actually Straight.
3: It's like she's like um, some kid who learned the universe was expanding and had a panic attack, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: uh, what,
2: what, okay. it's
4: obviously designed to shock, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's like, like she, I, I think later in the article, she brings up that, like, she's not gatekeeping. This is the
2: definition yeah. of yeah. gatekeeping. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. It's uh, like the, somebody
4: <laughs> in the party that's like, hey, I'm not racist, but check out this racist thing I'm about to say. <laughs> oh, well, sure.
3: I mean, uh, what what possible reason would we have to think that, you know, she is uh, non-binary phobic?
1: Oh, she's, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and again, it's interesting, I mean, to ask, like, to what degree does any of this impact Kate? Like, again, if there was uh, dudes getting pegged to lobby, to what degree this impacts Katie as a gay woman in any way, other than the fact that, Again, it fucks with her political project, which is this maintenance of a fairly like Protestant status quo. <laughs> and uh yeah, like you know, uh maybe we should get back to the point she brought up earlier that like queer was a political identity. And it's like yeah, political identity making a project yeah, that, 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 that invested comes in a back. project that you don't want. <laughs> yeah, that
0: comes back at the end. Yeah. But it's also true that queerness has become something of a trend. Okay, here's <laughs> folks, a- <laughs> it's a trend piece yeah. now. <laughs> yep. I suspect I will be accused of gatekeeping or even homophobia for saying this, but it isn't a value judgment as much as an observation. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, so that's the cover yeah. for this bullshit, too. Well,
1: yeah. I guess like uh, if you're just looking at it as like, oh, this thing's becoming more popular. I mean, like isn't like any sort of gender acknowledgement a trend like I mean and that's a
0: dog whistle in itself yeah uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. the whole
3: this all the list uh, uh, the listing all of the possibilities there yeah it's all yeah, a it's dog straight,
0: whistle I mean I remember yeah. hearing this shit in probably the late 90s, early 2000s in suburban Bothell from people.
3: Right. And she will go this is, on. It's a very suburban middle class, like, eye roll. Yeah. This, the whole this, thing this is, is a choice. fucking eye roll. Yeah. And like, oh my, like, can you believe these kids? And it's very much the, like, oh, these kids on campus. This yeah. is a Fox News grandpa yeah. shit. It is I mean.
0: completely, yeah. And the next part is one of the most insidious, I thought. So she says, humans are social animals, and we have a tendency to mirror behavior we see around us. This is sometimes this called... Is
3: her col- her amazing, like, uh, anthrop- uh, evolutionary, psycho- yeah. Yeah, psychological, like anthropological a, shit. Rich, like,
0: Richard Dawkins. Yeah, or
3: it's, it's so Eden great. Or I or love something. it when she goes down this road.
4: It was like the whole, like, lobster argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, completely. That's heard Guys, we're mammals. Like Let's not forget. Ever, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's not forget, we're mammals. You and me, baby. <laughs> yeah. Social contagion. How's that for... Whoa! <laughs> ...for a thing to throw around in an, in an article like this? I mean, that...
3: That's...
1: I mean, to even call that a dog whistle. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. I mean, incredible. I I frequently like to talk about groups of human (laughs) beings and the language of like germ theory. (laughs) (laughs) Can't imagine that going bad. Yeah, rocks.
0: (laughs) And it shows up in particular among the young. So again, we have like the teenage moral panic here Mm -hmm. from the children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The rainbow parties. So this is yeah, it's a a rainbow party trend piece. Yeah, Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. it's Yeah. yeah, amazing.
0: Um. So here's where she uh, starts indulging her own past for evidence of trans. so I saw it in my own friend group in college in the early 2000s.
1: First off, I'm already calling lie right there. Katie has no friends
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First, Sarah came out, then Emmeline, then Leah, Leah, then Rachel, and then me. Today, the other four are married to men, but they all called themselves lesbians and scare quotes while we were in school, and if queer in scare quotes, hadn't still been a slur, they probably would have adopted that one two
4: fuck them is she lamenting the fact that queer is not a slur word anymore
1: she's like well back then uh, yeah. what i love <laughs> that it just never occurs to her for a second when she's like yeah my friends you know uh call themselves lesbian in college but some of them are married to men now or whatever but it never occurs for a second they're like well maybe your friends like uh sexuality is like a little more complex and evolving than you think it is and <laughs> right? that, yeah. Uh, yeah
3: and that yeah she says Well, if queer had been available as a positive term, they might have adopted that. But she doesn't think beyond that to think, oh, actually, the terms of our society have Mm. changed more than just in the language, which is, of course, all she fucking cares about. (laughs) Um, Such that maybe, just maybe, some of those friends of hers might have had in a, if they'd been uh, in a different society uh, 20 years later that um, was... More open, and there were more options available f- for those women. They might have take They might have chosen to take some of those uh, wider options.
4: Yeah, and also like queer is not a new thing. Like no. people yeah. were calling themselves queer back then too. Yeah. like yeah, yeah. this is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> uh, Katie's your friends uh, yeah. you know they, maybe they weren't in that scene I don't know but yeah it is one of those funny things well lamenting too like well maybe your friends call themselves maybe that is a more like suitable category too for your friends also like, you yeah. can
4: be a lesbian yeah. and be bi that's a real thing sure like,
1: yeah like
4: maybe they still do like also who gives a shit yeah. Haiti, who gives a shit <laughs> yeah. who cares if they married men
1: fuck yeah. you well and a lot of this too is like again it's that it's that accepting of the sort of like 20th century like middle class nuclear family frame which you know we keep bringing up dr kevin because you know he, he talked a lot about this but like you know really prior to the 20th century like it categories weren't that tight <laughs> like, you know, as he told us like yeah right plenty of uh, men in Seattle were fucking other men and having wives and stuff like that and uh, they just weren't putting labels on it buddy <laughs> like, <laughs> this really is like the uptightedness about it is really a new thing like it, that was not always the case
0: yeah um, <laughs> and I think again this is touching on her gatekeeping especially this next uh, paragraph we even had a name for this phenom- phenomenon back then lesbian until graduation and studies have confirmed that it does exist. Maybe the fact that we we caught you Big told foot. your
3: friends that they were just lesbians until yeah. graduation yeah. and that that was the culture they were in might have had some fucking effect on how they fucking lived the rest of their lives. You yeah. ever think about any of this shit, Kate? Totally. Like, Jesus. that's so obvious. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> none of this shit is in a vacuum. Sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah,
4: I, mean, I was just going to say, like, like, we can just pile on the fact that she's biphobic as well. Yeah. From yeah. judging this article, like her being like upset that her friends are married to men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like clearly you could still uh yeah, it's it's infuriating. To her, I
0: guess you can pick only one? Is that like one thing? Yeah, yeah. If, yeah well, you can ever be well, well. Don't worry, we're gonna find
3: out where she sits um, on the Kinsey scale, oh, yeah. scale oh,
0: yeah, exactly. I, I forgot that
1: well up. in the conservative side part. of the like LGBTQ community right adopted all those yeah you can only be one things when they started like delving into like race science shit where they're yeah. like oh there's a gay gene
2: <laughs> oh, just gotta yeah. find it or whatever <laughs>
1: right. and like not ta- thinking for a second of like you know if you uh, really popularize this idea of like there's a gay gene you're basically just popularizing like genocide right like, like cause of this gay gene we could just wipe it out bro. <laughs> but yeah like that's awful it's a, it's a right wing frame from the beginning It's crazy
0: That's our, that's our girl, Katie mm-hmm. A 2003 study, for instance, interviewed young Self-declared non-heterosexual Women over a five year period And found that a quarter of respondents No longer identified as lesbian Or bisexual Of those, half reclaimed heterosexual identities And half gave up all identity labels. Interestingly, only one of these formerly queer women, according to the study authors, considered her non-heterosexual period, here it comes, a phase.
1: Oh, and that's what happens when you self-identify.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: and part of it too is that like, uh, yeah, one, no consideration that maybe these people live in a society that might push them to like some of these conclusions. Or the idea that like, Maybe uh, there's this weird thing that when people are like 16 to 20, whatever, uh, that maybe they're uh, exploring their sexuality. And something like that. There's no room for that either. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, it's just uh, you know. Yeah, again, It's
4: not a big deal if yes. like one day you're like, oh, like I'm totally gay and the next day you're like, ah, I'm not so gay. Like it's not a yeah. huge fucking deal. No, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. might like, contribute cares? to
3: the concept that straightness doesn't really make sense and you need to some no. way to say that you are not straight. We're
4: also just like the fact that, like, we are just pressured
1: into being straight. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. And I think it gets to the point of, like, this whole straight identity is literally in the last hundred years' creation, right? Of, yeah. like, this hardcore idea of, like, is born in the era of eugenics and stuff. The idea of, like, you're born this way. And the thing is, like, you know, uh, maybe it's good to start pushing back on that after a hundred years of seeing the, like, horrors that this kind of shit has wrought. Maybe it's good to push back on that and be like, you know, maybe uh maybe there's actually social identities and not, uh, like, things you're born with, right? Yeah. And in which case, yeah, maybe giving kids the room to explore it is actually not the worst thing on the planet. Like,
0: no, the kids are wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'll tell you what, like the, the high school kids I teach or whatever are way more open about this stuff and are clearly way more in an exploratory phase. I got to tell you, that's infinitely healthier than the high school I went to oh, in yeah. the 1990s. Yeah,
2: good Lord. Where
1: identifying as queer or whatever would have gotten the shit kicked out of you every day. And I don't see the positives that Katie is seeing, I guess, in going back to that.
0: No, like, that, that was you know, a terrible time. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible time. Rather, the rest emphasized changes in how they interpreted or acted on their attractions. This shows us that self-identification, at least among some people, fluctuates over time. But other studies have found that attraction is basically stable throughout our lives. Those who are exclusively same-sex attracted in youth will likely be same-sex attracted as adults. And the same is true of exclusively opposite-sex attractions as well. Anyone who has gone through conversion therapy can likely attest that you can try to change who you are attracted to, but it probably won't work. But while attractions may be stable, labels are not. And the expanding definition of the word queer has, I suspect, increased the self-described LGBTQ population by a lot. So if you weren't following the math of all that, it adds (laughs) up to nothing.
3: nothing. No, No, she just said... Nothing. This is the Just both sidesism she, well, thing. She
4: really loves the self-identification like thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, sa- putting it that way.
1: Well, she you know goes on the self-identification and she refuses to get into any of the again politics of it. That like maybe people self-identify as things for different reasons, right? Like, like yeah. this is not like good evidence. Basically, but she's so implying it comes down to, that yeah. like she like Ugh. she's
4: implying that like she can't like she like self-identifying is like like some people can self-identify she's like she's implying mm-hmm. that she has no choice in being gay yeah. so she doesn't have like the luxury mm-hmm. of self-identifying right it's basically yeah. what she's implying.
3: well what because she, what she says there is right like studies show that most people who are blah 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 and kids and it's like again it's the classic katie like yeah okay your study whatever study you're quoting yeah they didn't even just say Googled. all people yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't say all people first of all so this means nothing right yeah what she's saying is she's like i know the technology does not yet exist but when it does i will be able to take a blood test and it will say lesbian on it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. that is that makes me uh, gay and you not
1: you know yeah well i think the thing is is that again this sort of Project of like, uh, you know, the straight nuclear family and all this kind of stuff. It's like, it can be accepting of a certain like vision of like gayness, right? But it does have to accept it in that hard line kind of way of like, uh, look uh, kids, if they're attracted to same-sex people that is a hard line. They're Yeah, their blood test says they're, they're gay forever or whatever. <laughs> and it, it has no consideration of the, maybe there's like social factors, right? Like Maybe there's like social impact. Maybe uh, kids actually don't know anything about anything when they're kids, right? Yeah. And, you know, are exploring what's been made available to them by the world they grew into, <laughs> right? Um, it's, you know, I imagine like, queer identities, we imagine it today, would be a very strange thing to explain to somebody in the 1950s, but it doesn't necessarily mean that like we have created a genetically new race of people, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it just means the social world is different <laughs> than it was in
2: the 1950s, yeah. which right. not a bad And thing. that there's a yeah, political element to it, yeah.
3: you know, that again, Katie just totally misses, but yeah. uh, what do we got here?
0: <clears throat> All right. And why not identify as queer? Especially if it doesn't need to reflect who you fuck. In some environments, that's, there are
3: That's she's, she's bitter. She's, oh, getting, yeah. she's getting angry she's,
4: now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, all, all I want to do is just say fuck you the entire yeah. time that yeah. you're yeah. reading this. Just, just, please do that. <laughs> she <Yeah>. has, just
0: <laughs> jump in with a <laughs> fuck she, you she has to say fuck
4: you whenever I feel like it's a She has yeah, that effect that. on that. people.
0: In some environments, there are real social benefits to adopting this label. This isn't to say that bigotry and homophobia don't still exist they do. People still get shunned from their families and kicked out of their homes for their sexual orientation. My own girlfriend's parents took nearly four years to meet me in person, and I have friends whose sexuality is so taboo that their families just pretend that it's not happening.
1: That had nothing to do with Katie being gay or a girlfriend being gay. That's just a Katie. <laughs> <laughs> they well, just so read her writing. This <laughs> is the to-be-sure portion of the article.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anti-queer. Also, fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Prejudice <laughs> might be rare or invisible in progressive communities like Evergreen State, but it's hardly extinct, especially among deeply conservative and religious communities. People are killed or imprisoned for being gay all over the world, even in 2020. But, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that was a
3: classic. To be sure, yeah, good
0: lord. In some places, in some communities, especially young ones, being queer. Is undeniably cool. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! Where's <laughs> my
4: skateboard? <laughs> uh,
3: other things that are cool: um, not being a racist, also cool. Uh, not a reason not to. Not a reason to be a racist. because <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. uh, you don't want to be like in like follow the crowd. Like yeah. other cool yeah. bandwagons to jump on. Like, um, you know. Uh, or jump off, maybe, uh, race science, eugenics, <laughs> yeah. and encouraging Katie here. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, this I re- really resent, because, again, it does, it is the politics of it, right? Like, yes, it's, to the extent, maybe there is some truth to that, that it is, you know, I, I, I don't want to give her the credit here, but, like, and I think it's it's a bad frame, but, like, to some, maybe to some extent, there is. It is because it's not a taboo. Um, maybe there is something cool because it's empowering about you know being out as yourself as a kid. Um, uh, I mean, being queer is cool as shit. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> I will admit and, to that it's cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. But like y'all wish you were. So cool as yeah. Part <laughs> of that is because there is a <laughs> political element here that it is a, there is a movement to make change and it is cool to not be on the wrong side of history. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It is cool to not be looking back t- t- with some conservative frame, like, yeah. uh, and like shaking your fist at the clouds, you know? Like, yeah. I, I just like, it, it's lame. It's lame to be uptight about this shit.
0: Yeah. And ultimately this is like a weird bad apples kind of take that she has. Like basically there are people identifying as queer who aren't really queer and and that's the problem which i remember also hearing in the 90s mm-hmm. about like homosexuality right, right. you know yeah the the it's just it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's, phase yeah. it's not mm-hmm. which is delegitimizing yeah. everyone oh yeah
4: like if well. if like i could i've had so many friends like specifically like i've had i have bi friends who um have experienced so much bullshit from people within the community for being bi and um It's horseshit. Like, you, like, being, like, like, Katie's being a gatekeeper. Like, this is, she's saying she's not, but she's being a gatekeeper. And being a gatekeeper is being a fucking cop. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't police people's fucking sexuality. At all. Like, that's not something you ever fucking do. And this is exactly, this this is, this is, she's doing this in this entire article.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, you completely nailed it. I mean, that is her thing. Mm -hmm. She is, like, the, her worldview cop in, in some weird, perverse part of her brain, she has to, she has to like see justice. <laughs>
1: well no, no it's the it's the like it's the mind of the pedant right yeah because right it's it, it like whole like language when thing, she throws too,
0: the book at you the, it's
1: the yeah. dictionary yeah. 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 yeah yeah and it's the whole thing of like if uh you're not living a life that's like roughly exactly like mine yeah whatever, yeah then i don't have a problem with you and it's she's like you know. a queer
4: judge dread <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> oh, although,
4: sorry not queer i'm sorry katie yeah. i'm sorry
1: <laughs> that I'm sorry also uh clear. she never she wishes she was badass like judge Dredd. yeah
0: Uh, take, for instance, now we're going to go to media, The Good Place actress Jamila Jamil, who responded to being widely dragged on social media for some perceived sin against the LGBTQ community recently by coming out as queer. As for what that means exactly, who knows? Maybe it means she's attracted to women. Maybe it means she pegs her straight boyfriend. So, yeah, this is... So this
4: is what I think the actual article is about. Because I remember when Mm. she tweeted this. And I feel like this article came from a dumb joke that she made where she posted a picture of of, uh, Jamil and um, James Blake and then made, like, a joke about, like, I guess James Blake is trans... And it's like I feel like the entire article is just basically her well,
1: reacting like, to yuck. just
4: to that, to that <laughs> yeah. like
1: that like trending Twitter topic. Well, and it is—it's like I mean, it's such a hilarious thing too that she's just so concerned about like uh exactly what <laughs> makes G- career a career Like <laughs> yeah. This thing that has no impact on her life whatsoever. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, no, she also, wants like, to be able to measure it with a caliper. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> like it's just
4: like who gives a shit? Yeah, like, who
1: cares? This thing that has like zero impact Fuck on your life. Fucking stop
4: it, cop! This is no, this no. is
3: this is extremely uh gay marriage will uh devalue the institution oh, yeah. of marriage yeah, completely. okay yeah that, that it is exactly that i mean this like m- my nazi mother like marched in rallies holding banners like to you know uh for the sanctity of the institution mm-hmm. of marriage right and like <laughs> that and it's like the obvious retort is oh, this isn't going to have any effect on your marriage you dumb fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. That is who oh, you are, Katie. Yeah. You are a conservative uh, fucking troll. Hack. Yeah. Yeah. And fuck you.
4: Yeah. Fuck, fuck
0: you. you. Both now fall under the label of queer, in quotes. Or take this story I heard from a university instructor, not at Evergreen State. So again, a real thing that happened to her.
1: Yeah, exactly. My (laughs) cab driver on the way home from the airport said.
0: (laughs) She told me that in one of her first year classes, there are three trans or non-binary students and about a dozen students who identify as queer. And that's in a class of just 23. (gasps) So it's half again (laughs) I know this about them because they told me And the rest of their classmates in their introductions She said adding that when the class Conversation turned to identity one day An older student asked why so many People identify as queer now And was informed by a classmate that identifying As straight is a way to oppress Others In this thinking the only moral identification Is queer or sexually fluid Because that's the only way To be truly Inclusive. So she utters
3: this as, you know, uh, as dismissively as she can. I mean, we know what we're supposed to take away from this, that this Mm. is an absurd idea.
0: This is not possible for all people, of course, and no one has an obligation to be inclusive with their bodies. If you are a zero, exclusively heterosexual, or a six, exclusively homosexual (laughs) on the Kinsey scale, your sexuality isn't fluid at all. So Steady.
3: so we're, we've revealed here that, like, what, you know, her, we've been trying to nail down, like, her, what is her conception of what is okay, what is queerness, what is... It's and the Kinsey scale. It's the Kinsey scale, the literally, uh, based on the first research ever done <laughs> o- on sexuality ever, and put out in, what, like, 1950? Something yeah. like that, yeah. So that she's like, that's, that's good enough. That covers me. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Well, you know, it we can descri- look it
3: up
4: in the dictionary.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It described all four humors and I don't think you need to go <laughs> yeah, You further can look past it up that. easily on
3: Wikipedia. You can watch a movie about it. Hell okay? Yeah, you like can. you don't actually she doesn't actually have to go to the research and figure out what's relevant now and what is According you know, to
1: the Kinsey scale. You could be a Liam Neeson <laughs> to uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: Studies have found that females tend to be more This is where she also just kind of like Her brain seeps out of her head or something. Like, it just trails off. Studies have found that females tend to be more sexually fluid than males. But we don't yet know what exactly determines someone's sexual orientation. Though it's probably some combination of biological, (laughs) environmental, and cultural factors. (laughs) But what we do know is that the old definition of queer no longer means what it used to, if it means anything at all. Oh,
3: just asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna go back to the kid who said like straightness is a Oppressive. way of oppressing people. Again, she does not she does not engage with any of the just you mm-hmm. know, so much culture and thought she could engage in here and people's lives that is available out there. Um you could talk to people, you know, in this new paradigm that has developed this society that hopefully will continue to grow, that allows people to live out their lives in ways that they choose uh, with their sexuality, with their gender. Um, The idea of straightness, again, what Brian was saying, that it's actually this new thing from a hundred years ago. Um, It's as we are shedding these sort of limitations and people are identifying in all these new ways... The idea of straightness becomes stranger and stranger, narrower and narrower, weirder and more unlikely um, because there is such a range of people out there who are living outside of a gender normative or heteronormative life. And
4: I have a feeling that like if like normally in somebody that is Katie's age. She would be friends with somebody who was agender, be somebody who was genderqueer, be somebody who was pansexual, asexual. She would, like, have a better understanding of these nuances. But, unfortunately, she's Katie Hersock, so she
3: doesn't have any of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I mean, that is exactly it, right? Because it is about the other people around at it, that, Because that's the case, when you know all of those people, when you're living in a society, when there are trans people, trans non-binary people, mm-hmm. people with all different gender and sexual identities, straightness becomes this limited, unlikely thing that essentially is, we can see now to be artificial, and so too cling to it, to really, like, to aggressively claim it is to claim this older, oppressive social form that this society is trying to shed, right? And so that's a political decision mm. um, to, to not want to claim that. And, you know, that's one that I've been having conversations about over the last year and six months about not wanting to claim that straightness, about not being straight. And so this this time it's personal for me with Katie because I've stopped, like, identifying as a straight person partially because of this thing that she dismisses, this political thing, like, realization that this is a dead form. Like, these guys, they're in life-term relationships with women, so, like, we can give Life them term, a pass. Yeah. Um, I mean, Brian's not technically married yet, but it's on the That's calendar, right. so... Living in the Sun. <laughs> so but, we can give we can give them a pass on like uh clinging to their straight identities, but like you know for me, uh a single person like and a politically aware person who doesn't want to cling to an older oppressive form, I'm not going to do that, but it's not just political for me, it's personal because of course, yeah. I know in my life that I'm not strictly interested in or attracted to this, this narrow, this, uh, again, increasingly ridiculously narrow gender normative and heteronormative situation. I know from experience that I am attracted to and interested in, uh, people outside of that narrowing realm. And so that becomes, then there's another element to it that is, you know, uh, (laughs) <laughs> so one that matters the least, probably like a self-actualization or something like mm. just it's, it happens to be true about myself. And I know that in this, it's something people should think about because I know, and again, this, there's just so many layers of this that Katie just yeah. doesn't get to. Yeah. Um, I know that I have because of, you know, I'm a cis man who is, you know, uh, an older millennial who, you know, I, so I've. All the rest of my life, I've casually identified as straight and not thought much of it. But I know that, you know, because I, you know, I have a curiosity uh, and because I do know people outside of, you know, gender normativity, unlike Katie, evidently, um, I've had to examine these things. But I also know, so there there there's this other element to it that I know that I have been trying to flirt with or date at some point, someone who does not fit that strict uh, fall within the that strict zone, yeah w- at a time when I was when it was known out in the universe, uh, whether accessible to this person that I casually identified as straight, mm-hmm. and what that you know when I look back on that, I feel shitty about that because. I think how, if, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how, if it all was interpreted by, you know, in this way, but, or even known, but I imagine, you know, how dismissive that is of that person and hurtful. Yeah. Because it says, you know, if you're not thinking about this, uh, it says to someone, well, I don't take, either I don't take you seriously as a human being, so it really doesn't matter. I can be straight and you can be whatever. Or I don't take your the your gender identity or whatever it is seriously. Yeah. So it doesn't matter again. So my well, how I identify doesn't matter, and yeah. that's something in this in this new paradigm, this beautiful, you know, freeing, inclusive new paradigm. If you're not thinking about things that way, um, I, I think you're you're putting yourself in a position to uh, be that guy. And that's, uh, you know, I think it's hurtful. At the very least, it shows you haven't done, like, the work and introspection on yourself. Yeah. Um, which, again, I you know, I have been guilty of in the past. So this so this is very personal to me because yeah. I'm in this, like, you know, uh, ill-thought-out slow role of identifying as not straight as as a queer person, Katie, <laughs> you wretched, wretched,
2: well, like, wretched
3: person.
4: Like, by the way, all the things that you just said, tight. All well, that time. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to validate that. Oh, thank it you. You're hard to
0: follow up. Yeah,
4: yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say that like uh, like sexuality is supposed to be malleable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to like ebb and flow. Like, and I think a lot of people associate um, the term straight as being like unmalleable, being
2: mm-hmm. fixed. Yeah. yeah.
4: So like like I say fuck it. Like you know like um, you know I've I yeah, I have friends who. Um, thought of themselves as straight cis dudes who end up dating somebody who is gender nonconforming. Yeah, and that is a queer relationship. Exactly. Sure. That's just it's just what it is. Like, and you know, Katie can have a fucking conviction about it, because mm-hmm. um, we all know how how much Katie
1: loves non-binary people.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it sh- sexually should be considered as a malleable thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and especially in a world where people are getting, like, ever more sort of alienated, whether, you know, on the job, at home, right? Like, the idea that, uh, you know, people's, like, love lives opening up to new possibilities. Yeah. The idea of, like, hating on that in some way just seems like... You know, it's just kicking people while they're down. <laughs> like, in a lot of ways, like, you know, we want to make you as socially isolated as possible. We want to cut off every avenue of human interaction you can possibly have, you know? Uh, yeah, it just seems like particularly gross in the modern context.
0: Yeah. As uh, you said, um, cop shit. That's cop shit. Yeah. It, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's cop, yeah. Shit, huh?
1: It is.
3: Yeah. It's cop shit. And, you know, we love cops on this
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, I, you know, and I think just hammering home that, you know, Uh, like heteronormativity is a political project, right? That's what Katie's defending here even if she's not uh, wanting to explicitly say it because she's a fucking coward and devious and all this other kind of stuff.
0: And dumb. Yeah, I mean, even if she doesn't know, that is what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah, If we gave her the benefit of the doubt, which Mm -hmm. we shouldn't, that is what she's doing.
3: She has, Mm -hmm. you know, like as we talked about off air, like she has like a psychological, instinctive conservatism mm-hmm. that she doesn't necessarily <laughs> even understand, but she can see it in the world, and she knows how to regurgitate it. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah.
4: Also, it just comes from her own goddamn insecurities. Like yeah. these are she's well, just projecting yeah. like her goddamn insecurities onto everybody. Like mm-hmm. whether it be her transphobia or be her envyphobia, which she's admitted on Twitter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you yeah, showed us the screenshot. Yes, I've got to, see it to again. Wait, let me pull it up. <laughs> I think I, she was something, saying something during like. Trans day remembrance, and in the thread she was uh, apparently uh, defending herself from people accusing her of transphobia, and then within the same thread goes, um, "If you want to call me enbyphobic, that's fair. I think it's bad."
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> God, what? Which, which is like, where's being. the
4: line? Like, mm. where's the line between? I'm not transphobic, but ambiphobic. Yeah, that's the shoe <laughs> I want to wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like I, I get, again, like it, it just
3: it stopped at <laughs> in 1950 with Kinsey. You know, yeah. like there's no, like, like, imagine being someone who, in, in sort of the epic of your own life your own like sexual identity went from being like a major taboo to something that doesn't uh negatively impact your life at all and not thinking huh maybe like other things could be like that and i just you know (laughs) just no
4: fucking curiosity or empathy Mm -hmm. unbelievable and you nailed it like she has like zero empathy because she can't because like she's afraid of the things that she hates
1: it's, well yeah. and she has and I think she's God, mentioned so, so she, of course, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she of course fled the city she of course fled the city and lives on a compound on the peninsula or whatever but uh...
3: in no small part due to uh, yeah. the sticker brigade yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We'll say? thank you for your
1: service colonel yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> nah, collective ex- action works it gets good I am yeah. I am saluting <laughs> personal <laughs> yeah, harassment right works, works yeah exactly so yeah it's praxis, you know exactly but the yeah and I think she even mentioned that she just kind of like lives out there with like much older people yeah yeah she has a very older vibe right Mm -hmm. so and i i I printed out like the last three articles that she wrote so she wrote this one too which you get very much picture like some 70 year old going well my day (laughs) but her other one was a piece on bernie bros where she was just like look guys it's time to get a lot nicer online you know you're being too mean or whatever and then the piece before that which I think really says it all because this is the trifecta pieces Is another study casts doubt on effectiveness of trigger warnings, which oh, is just yeah. another those campus radicals yeah. are out of control piece, and it's all like seventy year old grandfather <laughs> shit. <dude>. Like, <laughs> it's the craziest shit. It's like, how fucking old is Katie Herzog? And she, <laughs> the,
3: the, the, her latest <laughs> campus radicals one is pretty funny too. Yeah, you know? like because <laughs> yeah. the what it's the one she's defending is like
0: the uh, oh my god the camp- that UT r- one. Oh, that well, was that was a, that was a Twitter that, special. That yeah, that
1: was a Twitter special. She was defending the guy at UT, who's a classics professor, which means he's already a freak. <laughs> <Not bad. laughs> but who was basically. Apparently, making the argument in class and elsewhere, which you know maybe isn't deserving of getting fired, but it's certainly fucking weird. Questionable. That yeah, basically it was like, oh uh, hey man, in ancient Greece, a society that we know is very equal and very cool, <laughs> like dudes, you know, had sex with young boys or whatever. So I'm just saying, guys, like it's it's, t- ti- it's
0: time to revisit the age of consent specifically. Yeah, yeah, it's time to revisit the age of consent for men only, not but, yeah, for women. Yeah, That's well, part, cause of- cause cause women part of because women were too stupid to <laughs> yeah, make that oh kind of decision. God. Yeah. That was-
1: <laughs> And, and so,
0: uh, a yeah. million
1: red flags on she's this like guy, like a right? it, was ama- it was
3: amazing. And she, it, it, yeah, it, it it
1: was, she was going in on like, uh, you know, look, uh, that shows her libertarian side, though, is that oh, she's an yeah. enemy of... Yeah. The, well, the one standard that should is, follow is age of consent laws.
3: What it <laughs> shows is what her fucking playlist is. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is... She is just getting... You know all, what is in her RSS feed, whatever, mm-hmm. like what her bookmarks are, because she's getting bombarded with that. that that's like, yeah, normal thing I'm going to put on Twitter, you know, like mm-hmm. at this esoteric free speech like campus like uh, SJW snowflake defense like of this weird guy who's like we need to bring back um, slave pederasty. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And
0: then what was he had this gripe he was basically like I'm getting roasted by normies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 There's yeah. so this conversation this discourse is so uncivil and, yeah, it was, and it's yeah. not academic. It was, it was
3: really funny but yeah, that just about, shows uh, you like what was about what, where Katie is at where her like, where her, her, uh, what's on her radar?
0: Yeah, I feel like she
4: only has like four things she talks about and just tries to think of like this mm-hmm. a different way to say it.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She, she's been writing the same piece over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I think she has like a generator, you know, like where she puts the butt and like where, <laughs> where she puts the well, you know, she has a she has a Katie uh, Lib. It's, G-
0: it's GPT-2. I almost before the show tried to. Get all her articles and run it through that, but then yeah, I didn't. We should try that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, see if we can generate our see own Katie what new pieces.
0: transphobia we can uh, unearth. I mean, uh,
3: yeah, the essential, the smug, disingenuous incuriosity mm-hmm. of this person, absolutely wretched.
0: Yeah, f- <laughs> fuck you,
3: Katie. Yeah, fuck you, Katie. Fuck you, Katie. <laughs> 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 Fucking
1: cop. Yeah, uh, and also, uh. Shout out, I guess, to the LGBT community that also apparently by yelling at her in bars forced her to leave as Mm. well. So just a real team effort all around just to get it to go away. I will say when
4: we started doing the stickers, I can't tell you how many people were so stoked on it. And I can't Mm -hmm. tell you how many people asked for those stickers. We we, we got a stack that we left at Left Bank Mm
2: -hmm. for anybody
4: shopping at Left Bank. Um, And then uh, Katie tried to... She found like, my proxy email somehow and try to, like, get a scoop and and try to, like, let me talk to you. I'm sure you know where my job is, which is because her job was really close to where I work so every day I would put a new sticker on the <laughs> uh, stranger <laughs> box that sits outside and every day it would get ripped off so the next day I would just like put a new one like hell every yeah day. and I just kept on doing it because I knew
1: it drove her crazy <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but, well, but it, she doesn't
3: it, go into the office now
2: no
1: well I love her like offering you uh interview too like that's uh, like yeah. let me give you a, rem- a fair interview <laughs> instead yeah. of just like me like egregiously misquoting you for
2: oh a yeah page, okay, so I just ended up
1: responding
4: with just like, yeah, sure, totally. Let's totally talk about this. Yeah. And just doing the, the image of the pig shitting on his barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she posted yes. it on Twitter. Because yes. yes. uh, yes. I knew that's where that was going.
0: Em, mm-hmm. yeah. um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it was yeah, a definitely. pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we really uh, appreciate awesome it. Awesome to have your, yeah. Yeah.
1: your insight. Into the the, um, the nemesis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I said we're always supporting the troops on the so, You know, You're welcome awesome. anytime,
0: right? Yeah. Well, you can see all the yellow ribbons in the cabin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need to fold up this flag real right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we go, is there anything that you might want to plug? Or I know there's. A... Well,
4: I okay. Well, the only thing I I can I will say, is that um, we have had people asking for stickers that are not. Um, the three people that follow Katie or Herzog. Um, but uh, they, there will be some coming up. There will be some available. You'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll probably find some at Left Bank in the Pike Place Market. Or just email uh katie herzog is a turf at gmail (laughs)
0: there you go (laughs) amen all right awesome Um, before we go
1: to that though can i uh just do a shout out to the two bernie canvassers that came to my door this morning and saw me looking uh crazy with wolverine hair and shit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i've met both of you at events before and if you guys happen to listen to the show DM us because I do want to know how canvassing in my neighborhood went. Mm. So yeah, definitely DM us so I can hit you up. Cool, yeah. very cool. Yeah. yeah,
3: actually, I keep meaning to say this, but anyone, anyone who actually listens to the show, if we're not, if you're following us on Twitter but we're not following you back, like please shoot me a DM so I can. Yeah. Just, like you know. I try,
0: I I try. I'm not on Twitter. That yeah, much but it's, so hard to, it's hard to it's yeah. hard to know to suss out for sure um yeah do that uh so yeah we don't have any patrons to thank unfortunately um if you're not a patron already we've got a lot of stuff uh maybe even some katie herzog stuff in the, in mm-hmm. the back catalogs i think so just five dollars yeah we
3: should link to the the previous katie episode so you can do it as like a whole, like a, a series you know a katie yeah. mini series
0: but that is like heart of darkness apocalypse now kind of confrontation of yeah. <laughs> yeah no i mean you'll you, you, your brain will never be yeah, the same but yeah but yes uh, we'll do that so <clears throat> we have two actual other plugs to do here really quickly um so me colin i will be a part of a podcasting panel q a where we will talk about the art the craft the calling of podcasting <laughs> put on by friend of the show jason rigden under the aegis of the seattle podcasters guild brand sorry jason in the Ballard Meeting Room at the Ballard Library on March 8th at 12 p.m. Uh, right. And we also want to say go see Clueless at Chateau St. Michel Winery March 28th at 7 p.m. with the Deadbeat Film Society. Yeah. Because that movie rules and they rule. They're very cool. Yeah. All right.
3: Till next time. Yeah. Thanks again, Em. Um, thank, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Bye, thanks. everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.